in prison before the week is out. And that's where he belongs. Uh, we're going to move on now to uh, a little bit of AFL. And this week, seriously, this week in the AFL, stupidity. It's, it's was the buzzword. Yeah. Stupidity. Let's just go through some of the stupidity we were exposed to this week. Toby Green. Yeah. Stupid, stupidity by Toby Green or the penalty given to Both Toby Green? by Toby Green. He, seriously, last week they contrived a hearing to get him off. They did. They contrived a result. You know, yep. they all worked hand in glove to get Toby Green off so he could play. Whatever, whatever. He comes out. He fronts the media. He's an absolute fucking smartass. Post the hearing, just showing what a dumb shit he is. And then uh, he goes and does it again this week. And not only that, like you see the footage, he raked his eye. Like he didn't get him in the eye, but he raked his hand across his face. And he's sitting there going, "What are you doing, Toby? You moron!" Do you really actually did anything? You can see. Have you seen the footage, Fab, where he flicks his like his? I don't know if no. he's, he flicks his. You notice when you see it, his finger flicks like he's raking his face, and you're going, "No, that's not on. It's not on." And I don't care what Lockie Neal's doing defending the guy, the players' code, all that rubbish. I don't. No player in the in the competition in any sport in the world wants to be lying on the ground and having a guy raking at his face. I just don't think he did though. But he did. You can clearly see the footage. I'm not out to like oh. I'm not one of those people. I don't I've care. looked at it, but I've not studied it. But I've not seen this little finger movement that you're talking about. Well, mate. you need to look at it again because <laughs> he does it. It's ridiculous. I just think there's some people that may have it in for Toby Green. I don't who care may about be him. seeing things that are not quite think, happening. I don't, I don't care about him. I think he's an absolute wind-up merchant, and I don't necessarily dislike. I think that he's about a dead-set megastar, but he's, he's a fantastic he's, he's a flawed individual. But he's just unfortunately for Toby. I put this on Twitter. He's just not very bright. No, he's not. Sadly. He's, but he's not everybody can be. He's incredibly lucky that he's unbelievable at football, yep. and so he's going to make a mint doing that. But you just look at it and go, you just, he's a recidivist, and he keeps doing silly things. Yep. You got off it last week. You might just be trying to be a nuisance rubbing your hand on the guy's face or pulling his hair. But why risk it? But why risk it again, mate? Do you reckon Seriously. he goes again? Like, he'll, they're appealing tonight. Um, I, I think he gets off, because I just don't... Like, at the end of the day, even if he did this I think he gets claws, off, yeah. Because I, th- I don't think he's done anything. He I, hasn't... Like okay. in a system for so bloody long, where they've talked about we're going to punish on the basis of the impact of what you've done and the injuries caused, nothing happens. So they've gone. They've they've been confused. This is my issue with it. They've been confused for so long about outcome versus intent. Yeah. So what is it? Is it the outcome or is it the intent? Well, we've they been can't told it's the outcome. They can't seem to make up their mind. Yeah, I agree. But having said that, Tom Hawkins didn't break Will Schofield's jaw. We'll talk about Tom shortly. Yeah, he was a bit shaken up though. But he was an idiot. He threw a, he threw a fist at him from behind. He gets him with the forearm, whatever. It's a cheap shot. You sit there and go, well, if he breaks his jaw, he's getting five. Well, that's right. He's going to get five. So he shouldn't really get off him. because he missed. But he struck him. Or because he's lucky. He struck him. So Toby Green's raking at the guy's face. Toby Green isn't a surgeon. He doesn't operate <laughs> with precision. He's raking at the guy's face. You know, <laughs> he doesn't know what he's doing. He's lucky he didn't poke his eye out. Come clean out. Yes. It's ridiculous. <laughs> He's not playing fucking Operation, Toby. Yeah. Um, so he was lucky. Second cab off the rank, Willie Rioli. Oh, my God. Has it been established what is actually going on? Well, it's Powerade. Yeah. Powerade or Red Bull. How does it get in there? He poured it in. He apparently... He should have just done a, he should have done a Vinny Chase. And there's, there's so much... Hello! <laughs> Hello! I love how he's laughing with me. No, I don't know. The context. <laughs> I'm laughing at you. Um... Was that, uh, what was his name? Um, it was Scott Kahn, but it's um, Scotty Lavin. Scott Lavin. <laughs> he, he, he 
straps on a, a fake. Vince had to do a drug test for a role to get like, as you do in Hollywood, to get insurance for a role, which is obviously Robert Downey Jr. had issues for years because of his drug habit and whatever. He couldn't get bonded, and Mel Gibson basically paid, we put up his bond to, to singing detective or something. I don't know what the film was. But yeah, so basically Vinnie, Vinnie Chase has got to do this thing, but he's, did he do, smoked weed or something? He smoked weed. Yeah, but he'd come out of like rehab, et cetera, et cetera. So they're sitting there going, mate, if you do this drug test, it's going to come up, you're, you're stuffed. So they, he wore a fake cock <laughs> with, um, that was like rigged up with clean urine. Yeah. So they're all sitting around a campfire, and, oh, not a campfire, but a fire. Yeah. And the, the test results come in and he's in the clear and everyone's like, how? And then he goes, don't get mad. And then they rips- left on like a cliffhanger, has he used the fake dick? Yeah. Or will and he, he rips clear? it out. Yeah. And then Scotty Lavin ends up getting it and chasing everyone around the house yeah. with a gun. Hello! <laughs> <laughs> it's quite funny. But no, so Willy Rioli, just insane. Like, you sit there and go, whatever, we don't know but the ins and outs of the story. if they see you do all this, how do you get Powerade in there? No, apparently they're not allowed to stop you. What do you mean? So I'm from Asada and I've come to test Timbo after he's just won the Pan Packs. <laughs> And, you know, you're wearing your banana speedos. Again. <laughs> Again. 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 For an eighth time. Yeah. Uh, world record. And basically, if you try any tomfoolery, swap a sample, use a fake dick, whatever, apparently I can't say, hey, Timbo, what are you doing there, Matt? I just have to watch you and observe you and go, you've tampered with the test. Yeah. It's not my role. To tell you how to live your life. It's not my role, yeah, like Bon Jovi style. It's <laughs> not my role to tell you how to do the test. If you want to stuff it up, I just have to stand there and go like, "Thanks for your sample." Thanks for and your then sample. You it's, it's clearly a stuffed up sample. <laughs> thanks for your sample. It's clearly what is it? Uh, gold Rush Powerade. Yeah. Um, we'll try again. Okay. Well, the one thing that I read on Twitter, and I can't remember if it was Lee Troop true. or someone like that, Dave but, Colbert. Yeah, it was somebody like that. It wasn't Dave Colbert though? But basically, because it was a distance runner, and basically said, uh, "I once had to give a sample after an event." And the drug tester came with me at 3 p.m. And I gave my sample at 10 p.m. Because he said I was so dehydrated after the event that I just, I couldn't, it took me that long to be able to give a sample. But if you have to wait that long, you wait that long. So was Willie just a bit jack of Pretty not being able to go? So he's going, oh, fuck it, I'll, I'll do this. There's your fucking sample on, on your way. And it's the reality annoying. is he will get four years for that. It's annoying. It's very, very annoying. It's, in, it's ended his career. It's very annoying, obviously, when the player's put in that, and I've seen it sort of firsthand with different things. It is frustrating. You know, the player goes, they've just finished a game or a training session or whatever. And it is very frustrating that you have to summon, you know, you, you don't have any fluid in you. Yeah. Mate, just smash down. Like, it's frustrating. It's three gold rush par- parades. Just smash down three gold rush parades. Leave them out of the sample test, out of the, the container. Put them in your body. Eventually, something will come out. Correct. Like it's, I get it. It's frustrating. No one likes it. But yeah. as you've said, be a little patient. I just don't see how this, unfortunately, doesn't cost him a minimum of two years. Oh, minimum. Cannot cannot get any less than two. And 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 the worst part about it is he wasn't even covering up anything. Apparently, he was clean as a whistle. Clean yeah. as a whistle. You sit there going, it's not like you actually had. Which something. is why he won't get the four. Because if they got tests before and since, do you get a discount for sheer stupidity? Maybe. You know who doesn't get a discount for sheer stupidity? Toby Green. <laughs> Toby Green, <laughs> clearly. Oh, he might do. We'll have to wait and see. Uh, no, Tom Hawkins. Yeah. Madness. Absolute Dumb. madness. Dumb. Just, just insanity. Why would you put yourself in the position? He realises he does it straight away. Yeah. He, he realises he goes and checks on him. Yeah, he does. He goes, oh. Which is at least good nah, he to, to he's, a he's, point. He's, but, he's gone, fuck. But you've got to be... I'm going to miss a prelim. Yeah. Well, I was saying I'm going to face my leadership group and all that sort of stuff. Why the fuck do you do that, Tom? And Richmond, look, Richmond... 
I think we're always going to be too good for them. Now it's it's a they may as well seriously they may as well not even play the game. Well, it's only unpredictability that that they benefit out of that oh, gives it's a Geelong any chance. It's a Richmond Collingwood Grand Final. Yeah. Well, after and Lockie, I said this all along. After Lockie Whitfield's appendicitis, I might, I might not have said this on on pod, but this is genuine, and it might upset a lot of our listeners. But if it's a Richmond Collingwood Grand Final, I'm on the pies. Yeah, but your wife barracks for the pies. Yeah, well, I've said this about other games. I just hope they call it off. It's a no contest. <laughs> Sean's going to call in a terrorist yeah. attack. <laughs> <laughs> I have planted several bombs. Yeah. <laughs> Where? I don't know. I can't remember. It may or may not be in the Yarra Park region. It may or may not be in the Ponsford stand, the Olympic stand, the Southern stand. All levels. The whole place is rigged for demolition. Yeah. Row C. If you so much as blow the fucking first siren... Yeah. I might just get a bit She's, triggered. The, the detonator is, is the whistle. <laughs> <laughs> Whose who's whistle? We won't tell you. Go, just have to find out the hard way. Um, but it's got to be the NRL whistle. <laughs> uh, I've replaced all your whistles with NRL whistles as well. This is a final indignity. Um, do we want to go on to... Tim, you wanted to talk a little bit about uh, the biggest trade whisper of the week, the biggest trade whisper of the year so far. Oh, look. Certainly the highest profile. Well, I'm just, I'm fascinated. I had a couple of little discussions in our office today. Was oh, anyone there or are you just talking aloud? No, no, no. Just a couple of people have been <laughs> chatting about it. But I'm fascinated by Joe Danaher. Uh-huh. And and I had a conversation with Andrew Hanna at work. You know, you could just shout snip, out to snip, snip at that. Yeah, yeah. Sh- shout out to Andrew Hanna. Well, yeah. What am I snipping? I'm just fascinated. <laughs> No, what did he say? Oh, I'm fascinated by Joe Danaher. <laughs> <laughs> no, but Andrew, two years ago, when when Danaher was in great form, said if you could have one player in the AFL to be able to recruit, to start a new team and build a whole side around, who would it be? And as I said to him, Patrick I said, well, a- Andrew, I know, I know you're, I know you're asking the question because you want me to say Joe Danaher. Is he an Essendon fan? Yeah, yeah. What's wrong with but, them? But I said, I said, I'm, I'm not giving you the satisfaction. I'm saying Josh Kelly. And he goes, yeah, that's fair enough. He's and very it, hard on the sleeve, though. Oh, yeah, yeah. Hannah, yeah. But then I did say, but look, realistically, if I am doing it, it's Joe Danaher. Is it really, though? Well, two years ago it was. It's not now. That's the thing, isn't it? Like, But but this is what is what actually is Joe Danaher worth right now? Because he... To a team needing to replace Buddy Franklin yesterday, yeah, yeah. yeah potentially a lot. Well, he, he kicked 65 goals two years ago as a 24-year-old. 20, in fact, 24 at the end of the season, he would have started the season at 23 and a half. At that point, he was worth anything. You know, an aberration. He can't kick him. Clearly, his well, body... still kicked 65 his goals. Body though, can't, so. Clearly, his body cannot hold up to the rigours of 20 games a year. Well, And, and, this and is, until he proves otherwise... And this is he's it. the Carson Wentz of the AFL. So, look, look but the bottom line is Sydney going to pay him a decent wage to attract him to go up there. I've got a theory for you. Yeah, talk, keep talking. This is not uh, this is what I was going to do. This is not um, groundbreaking by any stretch because there's really only two options: he stays or he goes. Yeah, yeah, I'm hearing you. He stays, and he's doing as as happens. We're always on delay a little bit in Australia in the Australian sports market. He's just re-upping his deal. He's making eyes at Sydney, and what will come of it in the end? We see it in the NBA all the time. So you, you reckon he stays? You see it in the EPL all the time. He's making eyes at Sydney where there's smoke, there's fire. He's met with Tom Harley. He's given him a bum steer. They'll come back to him desperate. They'll re-up his deal. He's got one year to go. He'll come out of this for a four- or five-year extension on better money next year straight away. Don't don't forget the one other little element is 
Um, they've played so much football without him. I reckon they've. Well, his old man seen, played for the Swans, though. Don't forget, don't forget that he had the opportunity yeah. to go there, father son. Now, now, obviously, at the stage that he went there, um, you know, Essendon, Essendon, you know, being sort of one of the powerhouse clubs and all that sort of stuff. But I, I think since Sydney, as a general rule, has probably built their reputation as a club and. And, and it's probably a, a better place to go to get looked after. That but then I choking. also... <coughs> on a Mentos. Sorry. But, but, but I also think the other issue is they don't have the fishbowl in Sydney. And, and I think mental, I think his mental health had suffered in the last few years as had happened with a number of AFL footballers. And I think Sydney just ends up becoming an environment that is every chance of suiting him better and giving him his, his chance of being the best footballer possible. But it still comes back to... If Essendon can get a good first rounder out of Sydney... Do it well. Every Essen supporter tells essentially two years. No, well they have. But every Essen supporter tells me that he's worth two first round draft picks. Nah. Oh, to be honest with you, to be honest with you, I was thinking about this when you sent us a text to put this on the agenda. I reckon he's worth potentially more. What? More than two first rounders to Sydney? Yep. But he's got to play. Yeah, I understand that. That's a gamble Sydney have to take because Buddy's Buddy's done. But you, but you Buddy's don't. Done. But you don't have to give them well, that much else? because who else is going to? No, no. But this is the thing: if they want him, yep, they got to go. They got to get him. But if Joe says, I want out, I don't want to be here, this is killing me. You know, I, I, my mental health is suffering here, playing here at Essendon, I want out. Sorry, guys. I think he's worth more to Sydney than pick eight and what would the other pick be? Well, what, whatever their pick is. That might be six or something five, like that. Whatever. Yeah, maybe, five, maybe maybe that's about it. Maybe it's another another pick in there as well. Because I just think they're going to go, Sydney are desperate. Sydney, the cliff, people don't realise. Like, we've seen it. We, we, we've seen it with us. We've seen it with other teams. The cliff is right there for the He's Swans. played 11 games in two years. They need him more than Essendon need him. They need to fit Joe Danaher more than Essendon do. If if Essendon's prepared to they're do the deal, they're not prizing two first rounders. It's not happening. They're not they're not prizing two no. first rounders. Two first rounders is the minimum. If they say it's two, two first, first rounders, rounders is an extreme. Two first rounders is the minimum. If if Sydney can do a deal with picks say twelve and fourteen or something like that, you do it. Oh, it doesn't have Essendon to be. Essendon aren't taking that. You of course they are. He's no. played he's played eleven games in two no. years. They've paid him. They've the probably paid him one point six million dollars over two years for eleven games and fifteen goals. No, no. The upside that he brings is worth so much more than that. And what you are trading for is what you might get. It's a risk. It's a gamble. That's why what But they may get nothing okay. in performance out of Joe Danaher That's and somebody risk. says, here is pick four. They they, they select their terms That's and the say... Sydney, you want him, it's two first-rounders. The and they risk. go, fine, we'll but give you 15 exactly like, and 18. That's exactly like Collingwood signing Brody Grundy up. Brody, yeah. they only want to offer three. Apparently he wants six or seven. That's yeah. like Collingwood, Collingwood going, oh, fucking all right, well, we'll give him six. He does his knee. Yeah. It's it's the risk you take. Yeah. They're getting him. They're not getting Joe Danaher to play 11 games in two years, if Sydney get him. It, it's just it, it's just going to be fascinating because you are going to have one party. Like if Joe Danaher turns around and says, thank you, Essendon, Obviously, we have history here with Dad having played here, but I've got history, You've got history with too. Dad being a mediocre player for you, <laughs> and me now leaving you high and dry. Yeah, but but saying, but look, I want to go to Sydney. Can, can you do the trade to um, get me what I want? And they've gone. We'll do our best. And twelve as and you fourteen, said, eight cut it. Dodoro walks in and says it's two first rounders, and Harley goes, "All right, let's um, let's work out what we can do because it, it's it, not getting done, mate. For twelve and fourteen. It's not getting done. Well, let's, I, I think let's if, wait okay, and if you, see. Okay, if you were an Essendon fan, dead set. Put your Essendon hat on. You're an idiot all of a sudden. Hmm. So no. <laughs> they, they come to you and they say, the deal's done. 
uh, we put out a press release. We have secured picks 12 and 14 in the national draft in a not a great draft from all reports. 12 and 14 for Joe Danaher, a guy who two years ago has been crueled by injury, kicked 65 goals as a 23-year-old. Are you sitting there going, yeah, good deal, Danaher, good, good deal, Dodora, we'll go and reinvest those picks at the draft? I think that's all you... I, the fact that you can get two first-rounders for a bloke that has barely Matt, registered we, a blip on the radar... Fabian, we do this we, every year with Timbo. There are first-rounders and there are first-rounders. Agreed, agreed. Pick But 14. this is a bloke, with the exception of the kick after the siren at halftime of this year's Anzac Day game where he kicked the bomb from 55, what the fuck's he done in two years? Because he's been injured. Two years is a that. long time. But you said it himself. His upside is enormous. Yeah, no. If he's you know, fit. Yeah, he, he could be he's nothing. He's not fit. Sam Doherty could be nothing. I get that. Totally. And that's the risk and, we're, and we're taking we're him to be your run-of-the-mill 200-game player, half-back flanker who's going to be reliable, make good decisions. He's not an All-Australian anymore. Well, if, no. if he comes back and he plays All-Australian-esque football, fan-bloody-tastic, but he is just a footballer now, Sam I understand Doherty. that. I, so I, I cannot... He's I, now 20, I, I'm, I'm more in Tim's camp. You two got rocks in here if you that, think 12 that, and 14. That, that a, top, a top 10 draft pick. It just doesn't uh, have the collateral. A top 10 draft pick is not, sufficient. Is sufficient for one top 10 draft pick. One. Not getting done, mate. Not getting done. You two are the worst list managers, theoretical list managers in the history of I think you're. I think you're going on... That's what they're buying. I'm going off. They're buying best case scenario. They can't afford to. Why not? Sydney. I've been on this bandwagon. This is context. I've been on this bandwagon for a long, long time. Pure free agency is a just it's a matter of time. Matter of time. Yeah. That's why Geelong wanted Higgins, Goldstein, Jack Stephen, because they don't give a shit. Because they know that sooner rather than later, pure, unrestricted, open slather, every man for himself free agency is on the way. So the Swans can take the gamble and two first round picks, two good first round picks. As soon as that happens, the draft that, is worth nothing. No, that's no, well, to some. So they get Danaher in for two first round draft picks because Buddy's cooked. He comes in. He's a buddy conduit, a buddy avatar, and you replace him. They can, you know, put, push buddy out slowly, whatever. And then by the time that you know they might be the repercussions of what they've traded away, there's be pure free agency, so it won't matter. That's what they're going for. That's what Geelong are going for. That's what Hawthorne are going for. All those teams, Sydney, that are clinging like the little cat on the poster, hang in there. That's what they're clinging to. That the wheels turning and it's coming. That was a far more spirited discussion about Joe Danaher than I expected on a Carlton <laughs> podcast. We might get some Essendon fan cut through. Well, I, I reckon I reckon we sit back and we just wait and see what I happens. I am more than happy yeah. I, I, to wait. Especially with the, the, the genius that is Dodoro. Dodoro probably wants five first-round drafts. Well, that's what he'll probably ask for. Dodoro's going to get... Do you remember the face, Jason McCartney's face after the Shield? That was amazing. He just had the face... I've had to spend an entire week with his dickhead. No, dickhead. he had a no. I thought he had the face of a guy that went, "I won." Yo, you hung out. You held yeah, out. Yeah, no. You, you held look out, at the you way he just—he's looking at the door. Well, I played you. You blinked. Uh, we're going to go now quickly into some finals matchups. We don't obviously have the teams, so we'll just give a. a brief... well, we know, but we know a couple of key bloody outs. Yeah, the well, way. appendicitis. Hell of a, hell of a knock for the Giants and Lockie Whitfield. It's not great. Any of you two had appendicitis? Uh, uh no. I thought I was having it, but I had a kidney stone. Oh, that yeah. was pretty bad. You can't control what's coming out of either of us. It's mm. just, it's just, it's at the rear end and at the at the mouth at the same time. Like you go just because of the pain. It's just, it's just once it goes, it just boom. It's just excruciating. So. It's not great. Um, well, that look that to me. I, I thought that the Giants were probably going to be up against it, irrespective. But if Green's out, uh, we probably think he might play. But with Whitfield now out, Cornelio's not going to be ready to go. Um, you know they were. Tremendously brave. I hate that word when talking about football, but they were tremendously brave last week to overcome the the Brisbane Orion. The Brisbane Orion could not 
could not handle the greater waste of the shit on the They just needed to get that goal. They just needed to get a goal, and that would have been all right. But Mate, I always say The it. ball was down there for 95% of the last quarter. I always say it, Fabian, the most important goal is the next goal. It's one of my, like, you know... I've never heard that before. I mean, yeah, I've said that. Not from you, no. No. What do you think of football in general? We're going to play that later. <laughs> <laughs> We've got that queued up for a bit later on. Um, can I just... We had a little bit of a uh, a couple of little text messages on the night, and I was pretty scathing on Cam Rayner. What have you? I said this. I said to Pete, I came in. Pete obviously had a bit of therapy yeah. around. Shout out Pete. to Pete. I love. Sorry, Thinking just, of you. just a quick, just a quick thing. So Pete's Pete's fortieth birthday party was on Sunday. Thanks for the invite, Pete. So <laughs> I, I catch up with Pete's dad. Pete's dad is good. He's in denial. Uh, yeah. He's in the five yeah. stages of grief. I said, I said, yeah, how'd you go, Chris? Oh, yeah, what can you do? Blokes did arrive, blah, blah, blah. That's the Fitzroy thing. And I'm thinking, he's, he's taken that well. Yeah. Two hours later, Chris seeks me out <laughs> You know what? unload. We're just going to pick up what we were speaking about. <laughs> I've got a few extra thoughts. <laughs> and just un- unloaded on everything. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's raw. And I felt for it because I wanted Brisbane to win the whole thing for Pete. I would have been great. And... Oh man, Bibble. I still remember when the guy kicks the goal. Who was it? Because I remember I t- Brent Daniels. I texted Pete and said, "Who the f is this C?" Very vulgar. I don't mind Daniels. He's a John Grammer boy. Went oh, to school no. with Paddy Dow and uh, Lockie O'Brien. So um, I'm like, if you get sunk by anybody, Green does something. Josh Kelly goes. Jeremy Cameron. Jeremy. Who? And I said, "Who the fuck is this?" I don't mind him. Imagine you get sunk by Jackson Nelson. Well, true. <laughs> who's this guy? Hey, he's a respected 50 games plus player he's in the 56. NFL. But two weeks ago, you'd forgotten his name. 57, what is it? But, but no, I was, I, I was unleashing games. Cam, and I said, and so I said to Pete, and then Pete had his therapy. We had it, you know, well, a little bit today as well. And he he was like, you know, a bit down. But he was, he's proud of his, his Roy boys. And I just said, oh, Pete was scathing on Cam Rayner. Uh, sorry, Tim, Tim was scathing on. Well, I just want to give you the listeners a bit of an insight into Tim's who, who mindset. Who on, on, on the text thread? Tim's mindset on the Saturday night during the game. We are not ten minutes into the match. Game over. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fair call. It 15, was four. It was four minutes into the match. 15, it was actually fifteen minutes later. The Lions are in front. When you saw that text, did you think? I thought it's Fabian, it's Fabian got Tim's phone. I and thought I'd Lockie Plowman's done something. I wrong. had grand final flashbacks from last year where these <laughs> these two guys were like, "Game's over, pies won, pies won, game's over." And I'm sitting there. No, going, oh, he he said that early, and then but that was after was three that on grand goals. final day or grand or final day? Grand final no, it was day. grand final day. Okay. It was Collingwood, you and two. you said game over after the first three goals or two goals. Yeah. It might have even been. And I, I was, chimed in at six and said, "Yeah, I reckon you might be right." Tim but, thought, "I'm just going to wait just till they're just a little bit further in front." I held the faith all the way through and was vindicated. By Dom Sheed. Who I'd back to win the Norm Smith medal. He should have won the Norm Smith medal. Fucking tell me about it. Um, so who do we think's winning? Uh, obviously, it's a Can I finish Rich. off my Cam Rayner story? Oh, oh sorry, Cam Briefly, briefly, briefly. So briefly. Cam Rayner, half-time. You said number one draft picks. He had, he had one, he'd kicked one goal. It was not a bad goal, but that was six possessions, zero tackles in the first half. Mm. Second half, two further possessions, one tackle. You're number one draft pick in a game where you needed one goal to win... Surely you're good enough to be able to find something in the moment, and he's always been the the man for the moment, and it's just not there. And I, I'm, he needs a massive preseason. He needs, he needs to do a, a bit more. Massive preseason. He needs to be more than a than a small forward. Well, he's, yeah, an exciting finisher. I mean, you got to be able to you got to perform. Toby, a, Toby Green performs. He's a spasmodic finisher, isn't he? Really, 
at the moment. Well, his best is very, very good, but it's just too, all and too fleeting. And this is what frustrates me with a guy like, and we get it down in the Melbourne Carlton bubble. We're committed to it, but the what what Paddy Dow's you know he's had a down year and and whatnot. But what he what he's endured this year by way of scrutiny. Yeah. Well, Rainer's taken two picks before him, playing in a better side. Avoided it altogether. He's avoided it altogether. Little bits here and there, but you sit there and go, well. Paddy Dow was trying to play his trade in a battling midfield and won one game of its first 12. Yep. Yeah, geez. So a bit of perspective wouldn't have gone astray. Uh, so who do we think's winning Friday night? Obviously, is uh, Geelong and Richmond. Richmond, comfortable. Yeah, Richmond, very comfortable. I was thinking yeah, about, I, I've, I, I've never placed a bet on football in my life, but I was thinking of taking the Tigs at 134 because I was like, that's just money in my pocket. Savaradigali is going to kill himself one day. On he, the field? He's, he's or? got no perception of timing and... Like he just he's, he's, he just steamrolls to a contest and leaps, yeah, and then thinks shit. Hopefully the ball's somewhere in the vicinity of where I've jumped. When I open my eyes, and I then mean. when he when he opens his eyes, you know what he's seeing? Shit, the ground coming to him quickly. Yeah, or I fear or, for him. Or it's going to hurt himself. Case may be he's leg in half. Mm. They played one another earlier this year, and Geelong absolutely slaughtered them. Timbo, they slaughtered them. Richmond had a few outs. Look, they, absolutely they did, but, and I said this to my sister who, you know, and again, shout out to Kath. Um, I want your jats on the line. Are you leading up to a Geelong tip here? No, no, I think Richmond will win, but... Why am I Richmond, even indulging this nonsense? But Richmond has to has to have... They're not on the 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 blood no. slash power. power. No, no, no. So, but no the Geelong cats, grammar. There, there's, there's a little bit of Geelong, cats. Geelong if grammar, cats Geelong kicks grammar. the first two goals, surely the Richmond players that played in that game earlier this year say to themselves, they're not going to do it again, are they? Surely they're not going to do it again. Can and I that, say it? Can I say it? Cats are shit, mate. Richmond win this comfortably. They're not shit. Timbo, before we but move we on. But we talked about the cliff this time last year and they had a great season. But when it comes down what to it, they they're, they're not, they're Tim, not get, they're, they're they're one getting it done. We're getting sidetracked. Before we move on, Timbo, I need you to rank your favourite teams. Carlton, the Bloods, Port Adelaide, Geelong Grammar. <laughs> Geelong Grammar. Yeah. You always fucking you talk about Geelong, Geelong Grammar. You mentioned Geelong Grammar a lot. You like Geelong Grammar as much two as... Two draft picks two years ago were from Geelong Grammar. You like Geelong Grammar as much as Fabian likes at fucking Legends Lunch. You brought it up this week again. No, no, no. Legends lunch is is, it is was one a of the furlong great... in front down the straight Would six. We, if they did another Legends lunch, how much was it? Do you know? <laughs> a large GTA for the impulse. Yes, because it was one. Oh, of those no, things... no, no, no. It was probably a couple of hundred. We'd all we one eighty or something. We'd maybe. almost need to go one twenty. If they did a maybe le- one twenty. If they did another Legends lunch, just as it, we'd almost need to go. Need to go. If Sticks was there, there. Sticks we'd, was we'd there. almost need to do it. Bloody oath, I'd be um, there. And then obviously the other one uh, is Saturday afternoon. Can I, can I just interject for Quickly, one second? Timbo. I tried to tell you the story before we even started, but I was in a meeting downstairs in our office yesterday mm-hmm. and the receptionist comes over and says, oh, Tim, there's someone here to see you. And I'm like... Sticks. sticks. It was sticks. I'm not expecting anybody. And uh, and I thought, who who's come to see me? And one of the other guys gets out of the booth that we're in. He said, um, there's some bald man in the foyer. Mill Milhanna. So I've got my ticket to Captain of the Lebanese the team of the century property uh, football function on what? Thursday afternoon. What the hell is this? Where was our invite? I know. Well, Carlton Milhanna. Timbo. Who's on that? Fraser Brown. Don't know. Yeah, he is actually. Yeah. Mill. Mill. Piercy. Haven't seen Piercy. Luke Livingston was there last Livo? time. Sticks was there. Sticks. Brattles. Brattles. Yeah. Ah, uh, no. Diesel. Luke O'Sullivan. Do you remember the day that Sticks called me at Cardinal? Yeah. 
Why? To thank me for my suggestions. Oh, yeah, you've told this before. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. When yeah. you're sitting at your desk just going about your business and the receptionist says, Stephen Curtin It was actually more. Kelly. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever um, Brent Gleeson rings me... If you I, think it's Adrian Gleeson? No, if I ring him, he'll always answer with like uh, Stephen Derui speaking or someone yeah. like Adrian Bassett. Yeah. So yeah. we tend to do that from time to David, time. David yeah. Gunan. Yeah, yeah, occasionally. Uh, and so who we think obviously we think Colling was beating the Giants, unfortunately, Easily. for the Giants. Oh, I don't think Colling was that good. I think they're vulnerable, but GWS weight of very important injuries might get a hold of them. You've, but had, a, I, you've had a bit I, each way there, Tim. I'm picking the Giants. Wowzers. Wowzers. I'm going to win the, the flag, right? Yeah, get yeah. fucked. They're no good. Okay, Tim, they're going to stroll into a premiership, mate. Richmond will destroy them. Shut up. Moving on. What did I say in that text? We're going to move on now to the EPL. Yep. You taking this one, Pat? No, what are we going to do?